Hi everybody, Mike Wardrock from Encounter Church here, and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you could have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our teaching team. Hello church, my name's uh, Pastor Jen, and um uh, if you ha- if I haven't met you yet, a big hello. I'd love to meet you after the service or um, when we're in the middle of our very fun, exciting in-house serve day, which is today. So um, in a little bit, we're going to um, get break into groups and we're going to have a bit of fun together doing some hands-on ministry. We've been talking about mission all these last five weeks and today we are doing mission, which I'm really excited about. Before I get into a quick message now, I, um, I just wanted to remind you that next week is the long weekend, which is very exciting. Um, you all get to sleep in on a Monday, which is great, you, but we're not having church on Sunday morning. So we only have one service next week, and that is our 4 p.m. service. So you all get to sleep in on a Sunday morning as well as a Monday morning and come to church together at 4 p.m. So don't miss that. It's going to be really, really great. Pastor Brian is preaching to us, um, and I'm I'm really excited. So, um, so today we are going to break off in just a moment um, to do some hands-on ministry together. And if you're brand new here today, a big welcome. You've come on a slightly strange week, but it is going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to actually be doing life together while we um, pack backpacks and hampers. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but before we, uh, before we get on to that, this week I've been asking myself the question, Why? Why pack hampers? Why pack backpacks? Why write letters to um, the elderly? Why do these things? And as I started to ask that question, why, I kind of thought that actually sometimes why is actually the wrong question, right? Like we ask why, why do this, why do that, when sometimes you've actually got to step back a little bit from the why and ask God a different question. And the question that I felt this week that we need to be asking ourselves as we go along and we do mission outside of these walls and inside these walls is, is our faith alive? Is our faith really alive? Would we get up on a, on a Sunday morning at 7 a.m. to empty the trailer if our faith wasn't alive, Alex? No, we would not. <laughs> that is right. We want to see our faith alive. So, and I think there are a couple of reasons as to why we don't, um, why we look inwardly and why we, um, we don't have a faith that's alive. I think a faith that is not alive uh, usually means we're looking inwardly rather than looking upwardly at God and outwardly. And so I think there are a couple of reasons. And I think one of the reasons that we tend to look inwardly and not outwardly is that it's just too overwhelming. There's, is it all too much? I don't know about you, but the amount of letters I get, I still get snail mail and all I get is um, organizations that I've obviously subscribed to at some point asking for money. Um, I get so many emails asking um, to sign different petitions. You know, there there is so much need in this world. You know, we think of other countries, sometimes we can feel completely overwhelmed and we think, you know what, there's actually just too much. And I think that um, the truth is that if we look at this world and we look at everything that, go, that is going on, it is too much just for us to do. You know, sometimes you feel like you're not making a big enough difference. Some of you might know the story, but there's a story of a little boy and he's walking along uh, the beach and there's thousands of starfish and he's chucking the starfish back into the sea and this old guy comes up to him and he says, mate, 
what are you doing? You're not really making a difference. You're not really making a dent. And as he throws a starfish, he said, well, I made a difference to that one. And I think when we look at the, at the world and we see it as, you know, there is so much going on, we think, you know, we've actually looked too far. That's why we're feeling overwhelmed. God has placed things in front of us for us to do. And if we can focus on what God has put in front of us, then we can actually not feel so overwhelmed. Matthew 6, 34 says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. We do not know what tomorrow will hold, but we can focus on what God is calling us to do today. And when we focus on what God is calling us to do today, it doesn't feel quite so overwhelming. I think one of the other reasons that we become inward focused is we think we are the most important person in the room. Now, I don't think many of you walk along being like, it's all about me, everybody, look at me. And if you do, you probably would get spoken to in this church. I feel like there's people that might like call you out on that. Um, so I don't think we walk around thinking that we're the best thing ever, but I think we actually show whether we think that in the way we act. So it's like the kind of thing is when you won't cross the room and talk to somebody who's different to you, it's because you actually think that you're more important a lot of the time. You know, you think that your fears or your anxiety is actually more important than actually breaking that barrier and welcoming somebody brand new. Perhaps, you know, when you meet somebody and they smell, you know, that feeling where you're just like, I actually don't want to be in the same room as you. And sometimes you actually need to put that aside and realize it's not about you and it's about you being able to minister to that person right where they're at. You know, I think you can see whether this is you. If you are the kind of person that is quite happy to go out and spend money on new clothes for yourself that you don't really need, but you, when someone asks you to, to perhaps support their ministry or support what they're doing, you close your hand. And I know that's challenging for us in, the, in this country. You know, we are so blessed with a lot of stuff. And it challenges me all the time. James 2, uh, verse 14 to 18 says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, that's us, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works, can such faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothes and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, stay warm and be well fed, but you do not give them what the body needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. But somebody will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you faith by my works. Now, I'm not here to tell you this morning that you are saved by packing hampers and backpacks. You're saved because Jesus died on the cross for you when you have a, when you have a relationship with him. That is the salvation that we are given. But the outworking of a faith should look like someone who serves others. James, what James is saying is that he actually thinks it's impossible for someone to have a genuine saving faith and no works. He thought it was impossible that someone could have a saving faith without works. Real faith and the works that go alongside that are not made up of only spiritual things, but a concern for the most basic needs like comfort, food, water, shelter, when needs arise, we should sometimes pray less and simply do more to help the person in need. Now, that might sound wrong, right? We're in a church. 
But let me phrase it like this. When you walk along the street and you see somebody uh, who's hungry, God's not asking you to go and pray if you should feed them. You should just feed them. If you have money in your pocket, pull it out, give it to them, or go buy them a meal even better and bring it and sit down and talk with them. Sometimes we use, we use prayer as a substitute for action. I see it all the time when people are too busy. They say, I'll pray for you, and they run off rather than welcoming that person into their home to sleep on their couch or to go into, the, you know, walk with them, go buy them something that they need. They're like, yeah, I'll pray for you, and they walk away. And prayer is powerful. We're actually going to have a time of prayer um, a bit later on, and it's powerful. There is so much powerful in that, but don't use it as a substitute for action. Use it alongside action. We are called to be people of the light. We are called to be people who show the love of Jesus to others. So my challenge to you today is actually not very hard. It's don't do nothing, do something. It's not hard. Today, we actually get to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this place, and I'm really excited about that. But we get to do that because Jesus did the ultimate for us. Jesus died on a cross to save us, and we actually serve out of the overflow of that, out of the blessing that that brings to our lives and the way in which it challenges us to live out. So we now have the opportunity to live out uh, our faith. And um, I'm really, really excited. So Mike talked about our, one of the, I said last week, if you remember, I said I had two big announcements. And Mike announced one of them uh, earlier on, that we're going to be having encounter nights every Wednesday night in July. And um, that's really, really excited about that. But I am pumped for my second announcement. So this, today we're doing an in-house serve day. But this is just a taster. On August 29th, we are actually going to be shutting down our services... And we have Serve Day. So we have been working with Prospect Council. We've been working with uh, uh, City of Enfield, Port Adelaide and Enfield Council. We've been working with Nailsworth School. We're working with Rachel Sanderson's office. We're looking at the elderly in in this community. Um, And we're going to be going out of these four walls and actually into our community where God has placed us. There is so much need out there. And it's taken us a few years to get here, but we are here. I wanted to run Serve Day the first year we started an encounter. We weren't quite ready yet. We are now, I'm really, really pumped for this. So you put this day in your diary. We're going to be gathering together early in the morning and praying and worshiping them. We're going to send everybody out. And then at four o'clock, we're going to be back here for a barbecue and we're going to hear testimonies of what God's been doing during that day. So this is an all-in church. If you've got kids, there's going to be opportunities where you can serve, where your kids can come along and serve with you. Um, it's, there are so many different things you can do in this day. And I'm, I am so excited, church. And you will very soon be able to see on our, uh, via our QR codes or on our website um, an Eventbrite. And on there, it's actually says kind of the areas that you can sign up for. So you've got a trade, you might be, there's one section that says we need to know if there's any tradies in the room other than Jim. Um, <laughs> and there's other sections, you know, if, you're, if you love cooking, there's, we're going to be making hundreds of meals for an organisation down in Port Adelaide who gives around 700 meals a week out. So there's lots of different areas you can serve. So you're going to be able to sign up for that. And I am pumped. Thanks so much for listening. I pray that you were able to hear from God in a fresh way today. We would love to hear from our listeners. To connect with us or to financially support the work of Encounter, please jump on our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to jump onto iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast provider and give us a rating and review. Or share this message on your social media accounts 
and tag us at Encounter Adelaide. God bless. Have an amazing week.